we're praying and let us always remember that we are to be lifting one another up what's one of the greatest things that we can be doing we are going to have a short study tonight and we are at the place of his sneak attacks and we uh, will be looking at how he deceives and counterfeits and of course we're talking about Satan and how he operates and we will begin with our text in 1st Timothy chapter 4 and in 1st Timothy chapter 4 what we have here is uh, false religion and false religion has uh, it's not something new it's something quite old it's always been around and it still is around today but Satan attacks through false religion. And false religion always has a grain of truth. But partial truth is a complete lie. And what we need is absolute truth. You remember what Jesus said, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. What Paul says to young Timothy is that now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, don't you feel like we're living in latter times? Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And when you think about that, that is incredibly frightening that someone who has come, sat in church, listened, maybe grown up in a Christian home, but their heart's never been completely transformed. And then they depart from the faith. And we've all seen it happen, every one of us. And it's heartbreaking when we see that happen. But they have been deceived. That's a sneak attack from Satan. And he has basically deceived and counterfeited that person, are so many people. And then in 2 Corinthians, we see in chapter 11, verse 3 and 4, again, the Apostle Paul writing, he said, But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve, how? By his craftiness. So your minds may be corrupted, and here it is, from the simplicity that is in Christ. I mean, when you think about the simplicity that's in Christ, here it is. Death, burial, resurrection. That's how simple it is. And then by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is the free gift of God. But for he who comes preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you received a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Listen, when anyone asks you, and I know I've told you this over and over and over, and you're probably sick of hearing it. When people say, what is the gospel? The gospel is simply three things. It is the death of Jesus upon the cross. It is the burial of Jesus in the tomb, and it is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That is the gospel. 
And we always need to understand, you can't add to nor take away from the gospel. That is it. In its simplicity, that's the gospel. Now, in verses 13 through 15, we have these words. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. What did it take to be an apostle? Well, you had to see Jesus in his ministry, right? Right? You had to see the miracles performed. You had to see the resurrected Christ. And some came along and said, oh no, we're apostles too. Now, the word apostolos is different than apostle. Apostolos means one sent. We are all in that essence apostles. We are being sent by God to help transform the world for Christ. But a God, a, a, an apostle, a true apostle, had to know Jesus personally, spend time with him, see the death, the burial, and the resurrection. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 9, it says these words, I know your works, talking about the churches, your tribulation, your poverty, but you're rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews, and are not, but they are of the synagogue of Satan. Deceived. Deceived. And Satan throws these attacks out there, and, and they say, yeah, yeah, I know who Jesus is. It kind of reminds me of my wife when she was 15 years old. It wasn't my wife at 15, but not long thereafter. She was visiting her grandmother in Tupelo, Arkansas, and a friend asked her this question. She said, do you know Jesus? And she said, well, sure, I know Jesus. And she said, well, do you really know Jesus? And she said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, I, mean, I know the name Jesus, but do you know Jesus? And she said, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. So you know what her friend said, who happened to be the pastor's daughter? Let's go see Daddy. And guess what? At age 15, she became a follower of Christ. And when we become a follower of Christ, listen, we're still followers of Christ. My wife will soon be 58 years old. So for the last 43 years, she has been a follower of Christ. In the last 35 years, she's been a pastor's wife. So when we know we're not deceived, because red flags go up, don't they? Have you ever been listening to a service or even maybe sitting in a service and a flag went up and you're like, ah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if that's right or not. And what I always tell people is, if a flag goes up, pay attention and find out, research it, come back, ask the pastor, what did you mean by that? Because we are not infallible. We're not perfect. We too can fail. And the last thing that any true pastor wants to do is mislead their people. But Satan, if he gets that opportunity to slip something in, and it may not have been said or may be misconstrued, guess what? He's willing to do that because that's how division comes in the body of Christ. In chapter 3 of Revelation 9, Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews but are not, 
but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Who did Jesus come for first? The Jews. John chapter 1, verse 12, see that he came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So every single one of us, he gives that opportunity to, and then we become part of the body of Christ. In chapter 9, verse 20, But the rest of mankind who were not killed by the plagues, these plagues, they did not repent of the works of their hands. Let's just pause for a moment. We're going through a plague right now, aren't we? Boy, If we ever need to repent, wouldn't this be a good time? They did not repent of the works of their hands. What are we we doing? We're depending on science, which science is wonderful. We're depending on governments. Governments are great. But you know who we need to depend on? God. that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. Again, they were deceived. They were worshiping these inanimate objects. At one time, there was a life in this, but it's dead now. It doesn't have life. It's an inanimate object. And they were worshiping inanimate objects rather than the Creator Himself. And God the Father said through the Son in Romans chapter 1, guess what? They will abandon the Creator for the creation. How many of you have heard the term, or maybe even used the term, Mother Nature? It's Father God. It's Father God. He's the one who created this planet. He's the one who sustains this planet. It's not Mother Nature. It's Creator God. But our mindsets get misconstrued because we hear all of these things and all of these things are put in in our minds and then, then we begin saying the same thing. Look at Matthew's Gospel. In Matthew's Gospel in chapter 13... It said, <clears throat> he answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of God. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Anybody ever had any corn they grew? Anybody ever grown any corn? Anybody ever had to work? in panels of corn. You have, Kelly? So did I. My wife said to me one time, we were in the military and we were making, just eking out a meager existence and we had some leave time and she said, we can go to Illinois, we can contract these panels and we can make extra money because we needed a new car. Not a brand new one, but we needed one that would run. (laughs) 
Well, I had no idea. She said, we can get $65 a panel. Let's go. And you would detassel. Anybody know what detasseling is? <laughs> You'd walk down. Your hands would be swollen and creaking and, 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 and uh, just uh, creaking. And, and then one day, one, one day, they said, we don't have any more panels. But what we have is we have tears. And we need some people to pull the tears. My brother and I, Sandy said, I'm out. She's smarter than us. We said, they're, they're, they're giving $20. That was back in the late 80s. I was like, I'm all over that. This corn was 10 foot tall, 8, 10 foot tall. We were down on our hands and knees. Do you know how much air gets through there? Not much. So I understand why he says, the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. The reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. So let them alone. Let them alone. I'll take care of them at the right time. And I wish, out of all those other people, they had said, no, let them go, John. Let them take care of them some other time. But I was too foolish to do that. I did not know. But, listen, we learn so much as we go through life. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 20, it said, Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Now, I know a lot of people, they don't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe in the demonic. But I'm telling you, it is here and alive and well on planet Earth. Hal Lindsey wrote a book back in the 70s. And he wrote about that very thing. And what we need to understand is there is a good force, God. There is an evil force, Satan. But he has no power when it comes to God. God has all power. And when we surrender to Him, we win the victory. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion. Now think about that. The opportunity was, was given. But the rejection, so God said, I will give them strong delusion that they should believe the lie and that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You say, why would God do that? Here's what the reason. Here's the reason. Now listen. God the Father, in the Old Testament, we have God the Father who came to His people. And guess what his people did to the Father? What did they do? Rejected him over and over and over and over and over again, right? So what does God do? The beginning of the New Testament, after the 400 years of silence from the Old Testament in Malachi to the New Testament in Matthew, there's not 
you don't hear from a prophet. Then you hear John the Baptist crying out, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And you have a prophet, and, and you have the Son of God who comes, and then his own reject him and crucify him and throw him out of this world. But Jesus said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. And when we blaspheme the Holy Spirit of God, we've missed, number one, God the Father. We've missed, number two, God the Son. And God said, lastly, I'm sending you my Holy Spirit. And when you reject Him, that's it. That's it. And so many people reject. But here's the key to that rejection. It is willfully and knowingly. If you want to read a text, you can read Matthew chapter 12. And you will see in Matthew chapter 12 that very thing. Jesus had healed a man with withered hand. Jesus had been healing. And they attributed the works of Jesus to Satan. A couple more verses and we're going to stop for tonight. Revelation 13.4 So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like the beast? And you know what they're saying there? He's, he's God. Who is able to make war with him? So Satan deceives, and that deception is we see this counterfeit, and it looks so good. So we, we, we surrender to that, and then we miss the truth. And then in chapter 16, he said, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and to the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. That... Uh, great and horrible day when that last battle will come people will, will understand I have been deceived but it's too late it's too late the thing I would suggest more than anything in your life is twofold get in the word of God number one get in the word of God and number two pray for wisdom pray for wisdom we do live in perilous times we do live in times of apathy great apathy but we also live in times where the fields are white unto harvest and it's our responsibility to work in the harvest because everyone that's born again will be in heaven. And I don't know about you, but I sure want to bring as many with me as I can. Amen? All right. Let's stand. George, would you dismiss us in prayer, sir?